Welcome to the Blues Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Martin. Yes, we are still on the air. Alive, bitches, alive. Yeah, it's been a while, so apologies, but both our schedules have been a little hectic. Plus, there wasn't too... Well, there's a lot to talk about now, but at the time... The floodgates opened and water came in fast. With the holidays and the way my schedule is at work, the beginning of the month is always rough, so we wouldn't be able to crank stuff out. Plus, with the holiday weekend, both Chris and I were busy. I was out of town. Chris is just plain busy. So we're back. Here we are. So we're here. Ready to catch up on every piece of blues information. Uh, we are going to do two shows eventually. We're going to do yep. another show with all of NHL for agency because both of us, Chris and I, are, have a lot of interest in that. And we'll talk about the Central Central Division basically stacking up for the current man, oh season. Man. It was an arms race. So it is getting ridiculous. So we're going to talk about that in another show that we'll probably record maybe uh next week or something like that yeah. before we leave to go out of town for sure, sure. but uh but catch us we are just finished a interview slash another podcast with uh beyond Checkerdome guys yes we uh, did. tim and tyler they're awesome guys we're almost on there for a very long time it was a it didn't seem like two hours but it was it's a long one but i mean we covered everything you could possibly think yeah of. from the stastny signing on to what happens now so kind of allude to what we're going to talk about so but we're going to start the draft since we last came to you right before the draft yep and uh a lot of stuff has happened since then so we're going to go uh technically blue schedule was released uh, a lot of good dates to look at yep. on disappointment there we can't do a nashville trip this year like we wanted to yeah which is weird this is the first time in forever that mm-hmm. i can I remember there not being a weekend game in Not Nashville. even a Sunday, which I thought was going to uh, not even like a Sunday night or afternoon, yeah. man. That stinks. Because that was something I really want to do this year. So we'll have to figure something else out, I guess. But Oh, well. Oh, well. We'll find another game to go to. So uh, Blue Scouts released opening night, October 9th, against the Eastern Conference champions, the New York Rangers. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think the last time I can remember was a couple years ago. We opened up against the Flyers. Yeah. So it's not unheard of for open for us to open at home against uh, an Easter Conference opponent. And what better one for the Blues to open up against than, you know, a team that was in the finals. Yep. So that was on the 22nd of June. Tells you how far back that we are catching up on to the Thursday. So right before the draft, the Blues get ready for the draft. And it comes out that the Blues have signed the much maligned player, Patrick Berglund, to a three-year contract extension. Uh, he signed for three years at 3.7 per, to do the math, two carry the one, $11.1 million. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I have talked about this. We've tweeted it, uh, that we both really thought that this signing reeked of a sign and trade coming. Mm-hmm. And obviously the one that everyone thought was going to happen was that we were going to move him as part of a deal to get Jason Spezza. Yep, um, which obviously that hotly debated or hotly you know right talked about, and obviously that didn't come to pass. Uh, but it sure seemed like, and, and, and even you know a lot of the national media uh, and Rutherford and a lot of the guys who are really tied into the Blues all yeah pretty much looked at that and said this is really more about shipping a piece that's got some years on its term up to Ottawa than it is about locking him up to be a blue. But, like I said, it's still a solid player. Played yeah. 78 games last year. 
Total 32 points, 14 goals, 18 assists. It was an all uh, – he played in only four of the playoff games due to his shoulder injury. So, uh, yeah, he captured the – last year was a little bit of – you know, he captured the silver medal last year – or yep. gold medal. Or silver. 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 And, you know, I, I think – and it's something that we alluded to with the uh, guys from Beyond Checkerdome. But I think that with the moves that have come since the siding, which we will get into, uh, it opens – Berglund for the chance to play wing, which he did in the Olympics, and he did when he first came back from the Olympics. And you saw that spark in him uh, when he came back, and he really kind of you know was leading this team for a good couple of weeks in offense. So the Blues uh, going to the draft. It looks like something is going to you know happen trade wise. Blues are going to look like they're going to keep their first round pick. So I I had a feeling that we were out of the Spezza race when. Our first round came up, and we actually picked. Yeah, so because we had we traded the first round pick as part of the Ryan Miller deal, we'd have to give up with like an additional pick to Buffalo. So Correct. I thought that'd be pretty well sealed. We had a first rounder, uh, unless somebody offered us like a crazy a first rounder for some weird reason for right. something, which I thought that wouldn't happen. So they, uh, or I thought the number thirty three, the early second round pick would go. So the Blues in a pick number twenty one overall, and the Blues pick center Robbie Fabry. So it's nice to uh, have a center in the mix now. So let me get some of uh, Fabry's stats here. While you're looking that up, you know, the the theme that became this Blues draft that you and I commented on the next day uh, when we were all together and listening to the draft on the radio and, and, and cruising around was um, the Blues went all in on skill forwards this year. Yep. You know, and, you know, it started right with Fabry, with drafting a center with your first-round pick. And obviously, you know, no one thinks that Fabry's going to, you know, this isn't like the NBA or the NFL where your first-round picks make your team. Um, unless you're, you know, Yeah, unless three, you're awful. Yeah, top three picks, right. yeah, pretty much. Um, but, you know, the guy's got skill. And if you saw some of the highlights that were posted from this week at Prospect Camp that the Blues posted, fantastic. there was a great one of him the going coast to coast. End. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Which was fantastic. So by the defender, yeah, it was awesome. So uh, let me go with some of the stats he had. He's only 18 years old, dressed for 58 games this year in the OHO for the Gulf Storm, ranked uh, second on the team with 87 points, 45 goals, 42 assists. Uh, another interesting thing, I thought that he led them to the OHL championship, beating out the much heralded Connor McDavid, who's oddly or not oddly, but very, very likely favored to be the number one overall next year. Basically, being called basically the best player since Crosby to come out of the draft. Correct. So, which is saying something. So, and Fabry uh, led his team with twenty-eight uh, points, uh, team high thirteen goals of those in sixteen games. And he wound up getting the playoff MVP award. So um, one of the things I really liked in watching the TSN or whatever it was, uh, draft coverage, whatever I was watching, NHL right. Network, whatever I was watching, they uh, one of his like, uh, intangibles was uh, clutch. Which yeah. That was fantastic. That's, which that's obviously that I love. Well, with something that we really haven't had in a while. Yeah. So I really liked that. He's a little smaller, 5'10". Only 160 something pounds or so, you know. But he's only 18 at the same time, so plenty of room to grow. So, um, but I think there's somebody he compared himself to Vladimir Saboka. Excuse me, Vladimir Saboka. Okay. So, which is I think I was just trying to identify somebody on a team. He's a lot more offensively gifted than uh, absolutely. Saboka. 
So yeah, it, it seems like, and we'll obviously talk about this as we continue to address what the Blues did in the draft and free agency and trades, but you're starting to see with this pick uh, a change in Blues philosophy in getting away from being the grinding steamroller of a team and realizing if we're going to keep up with the Chicago's and L.A.'s of the West, we need to be fast and we need to be skilled at all positions. Yeah, so... Excuse me. They're a first-round pick for the first time in a while, so glad to have that. Uh, next, uh, let's go into a second round, which a lot of people, me and you, were actually uh, out about to breakfast that day for yeah. Dude's Day. Yep. So, and uh, we really thought that it might have been the Blues ready to ship that pick off, but the picks go very fast. And they yeah, I was surprised. Like rounds in, two through seven go really fast, like, like three, th- three minutes. Of oh, man. Three I, or five minutes, something like that. Yeah, we were in the car for ten minutes, and half the second round went by. Yeah, it was a pretty fast pace, which I liked, so it was good to hear. Unfortunately, you missed some, so it's kind of like if you weren't. We, I tried to be reading stuff in the car, and it was right. tough to keep up with. So the Blues, uh, me and you were talking, we're like, okay. Well, we were we were paying attention as the second round started and we had the what the fourth pick in the second round third third and we're like okay well here's the guys that the blues want likely at least one of them are going to go before them yeah i had uh, uh brendan lemieux yep um who was the other guy i had barbashev i had well, barbashev i was gonna say and we had mcginnis as a wild card although we thought that was a little high for him yeah and we had one more which i can't remember off the top of right now. and then so we had like this, somebody i didn't recognize i'm like okay we're guaranteed one of the three who won. And I Next really came, thought... that I'm like, whoa, what is going on yeah. here? And then... And I think you and I both really thought that Barbashev, who was who was pre-ranked as a mid-to-low first-rounder, yeah. kept falling. We were like, there's no way he's going to fall to us. But so, he does. Yeah, so in the wind of blues, the third thirty-three pick Ivan Barbashev from the Moncton Wildcats, the Q... So, uh, he's 18 years old, plays left wing, played a little bit of center last year as well. Six foot, uh, almost 200 pounds, about 181. Uh, like I said, played for the Moncton Wildcats, 48 games, 25 goals, 43 assists for 68 points. Also, 27 penalty minutes. Um, uh, side note, that's the same team that Dimitri Yaskin played for, and they were real yep. good friends. He was actually there with them. And uh, they both took, you know, uh, I guess Yaskin had his Blues jersey or had grabbed one, I guess, or whatever. And they took a lot of pictures on Facebook and stuff, or Twitter or whatever. And, I think that... It was awesome to see, so that very again, excited. That was the first of a couple of re, uh, reunions that you saw in this draft. You know, you, you get Yaskin and Barbashev back together, and they had, a, you know, good chemistry together when they played together. Um, and then there was a signing... I guess you would say that brought a KHLer over. Correct. That's we're going to go later on. We'll All right, later on, but yeah. But and that also reunited. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Correct, and that reunited him with another former teammate. So again, you start to see where the Blues are going with this season, with them going for skill players and going for players that complement existing players on the roster. Yep. So it's real nice to see. That was the pick from the Perron deal, so yep. I think... Uh, I'm fine with that. That's awesome. So I'm really curious now to see how Barbashev turns out. He'll probably... Both him and Fabry, more than likely, are going to go back to their junior teams. I would imagine. Um, there's a lot of people thinking that. I think boy Fabry looked at the uh, development camp this week that maybe he'll get a nine-game tryout. I said the Blues are too deep this year. When you have... When forward, you have, when you, yeah. When you have Payarvi and... 
um, Lindstrom possibly sitting. Sure. It's kind of hard to say you can have Fabry. I agree. Unless, I he, agree. unless he blows people out of the water during the uh, preseason somehow. Yeah. He'll probably get a preseason look for like a game just to. I agree see. with you. You know, th- we are not the team that we were five, ten years ago when we were given Petro the nine games and we yeah. were given, you know, Oshi and all these other guys nine games to look at before we'd send them back. Um, this team is deep. <laughs> And extraordinarily so now at the forward position. I agree with you. I think Fabry goes back to his, his old team. Yeah, so I think those two. Uh, Blues had saw their second rounder, and it was picked on uh, a North American skater, Maxime Letuninov. I might say that wrong. Letuninov. I tried my best there. That so, is the pick where I was really hoping we could fall and get um, McKennis. McKennis. Yeah, first he went about three picks before that. Yeah. And... Uh, or a little bit more than that. I think higher than that, actually. Maybe like uh, mid-40s, I thought it was, to uh, Phoenix. Yep. And Arizona. Also, yes, excuse me, Arizona. I know it's going to be hard. It's going to update all year. <laughs> it's going to be Phoenix, Phoenix. But it's Arizona Coyotes. Also, uh, Pierre Turgeon's son was also yeah. picked in the second round, too. It was 62nd overall. So, uh, my, Speaking of players who had dads in the NHL, my favorite line was as we were driving down and they were talking about Lemieux. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yo, his one downside is he's got a bit of a temper. And we were like, no. Not Claude Lemieux. Not though. Claude Lemieux's kid. A temper? Yeah, Come no. on. So had played for the uh, Youngstown team in the USHL. 60 games played, 19 goals, 24 assists, 43 points, 42 penalty minutes. Uh, heard a more defense first type guy. Yeah. He was ranked 62nd overall in like the uh, rankings. Yeah. So a little, maybe a little high. Um, I'm not Central gonna, scouting. Yeah, I'm not going to go through. Uh, we'll go through. So I'll go through a couple more picks, but I won't go into in depth with sure. them. Uh, the next pick in the third round was Jake Wallman, a defenseman from the Toronto Juniors. Uh, yeah, final rank was 47. So Blues kind of got a pretty good deal with him. Uh, excuse me, six foot, 170 pounds, shoots left. Uh, he's 82nd. We picked him 82nd overall. So uh, stats that year: 43 games played, seven goals, 26 assists. And 33 points and 87 penalty minutes. So he's got a little bit of a little mean streak, sort of, is what sure. you were saying. So that's good. Uh, now, for the fourth round pick, uh, we picked up a, an extra pick in this round due to a trade, uh, which was a little surprising. So, yeah, it, it's funny. This all happened on Saturday. It. Yeah, we talked about it, but yeah, it uh, uh, happened. We were all kind of like waiting. We all had our phones with us. Like, you know, and, and every time the phone would buzz, we'd all look and. We all kind of at the same time saw the headline pop that said Blues trade, and we're like, "That's it, it's a deal," and, uh, and it wasn't. Yeah. So interesting. We wound up trading Roman Polak to the Toronto Maple Leafs for Carl Gunnarsson and a fourth round pick, ninety second overall. Um, Gunnarsson was had a hip had a hip injury most of the year, but he was playing on the top uh, line all year, yeah. top defensive pairing all year. So I will get into his stats in a second, but. He, uh, I think it's a good pickup. You're losing a little defensive, I mean, toughness yeah. with Pollock. But at the same time, you're picking up, uh, you'll be able to move the puck forward a little better because Gunnarsson is more known known for that. Yeah. I you know, I, I think overall it's a good deal. The thing that does concern me is I've obviously made my opinions known that I feel like we need some grit on the blue line. I think that's the one thing that we are lacking as a defense is we don't have, uh, aside from Jackman, who's just you know up in years, mm-hmm. 
we don't have a stay-at-home defense who's going to clear the crease and, and make you pay for for trying to post up and, and screen. And you know, we, you now look at five of our top six D-men are puck-moving, offensive-minded defensemen. Yep. So um, some people will say like you have a toughness thing, and I, it's a, it's a concern. But uh, if you look at like teams like Chicago, where they have mostly guys just move the puck, and they have sure. guys that are like you know they hold their own, but they're not known as quote tough guys like right. a Brooks Orpik that's in the free agency pool. So um, I like the move at the end of the day. I do too. I, think. I can live with it. And the I... Blues, excuse me, and also Toronto is also uh, taking back two hundred thousand dollars in cap space as well. So they both will wind up having the same cap cap hit of two point nine one five, which is fine. Which is at the end of the day fine. Yeah. I think it's more think just for us. Yeah, it, it, it helps us. And again, it's another another sign on this road of what the Blues philosophy is going to be. Move the the Blues are going to be fast, yeah. and they are going to move the puck. Yeah. They're not going to grind it out anymore. They they want speed, and they want speed in all aspects of the game. Yep. And you know, moving someone like Polak to get someone like Gunnarsson is just another show of that. So with the pick now at the 92nd overall, the Blues wound up getting the top European rank goalie, Ville Husso, which a lot of people were uh, surprised he's still on the board in this round. Fourth, 94th overall, not 92nd. Uh, his most recent, it was in Finland for, uh, let's see, I can't really, I hate saying these names. Anyway, I'm not even going to try. Some Swedish <laughs> team. Yes, all Finnish team. So I played 41 games, 1.99 goals against, uh, two shutouts, and .923 save percentage. So pretty darn good. Well, you know, we're going to have to restock the cabinet at, at goaltender now because we've got Jake Allen up here. And I think more so than any position in hockey, when you can find value on a goalie, you have to take it. And it seemed to be the theme of this draft for the Blues, which was us, you know, lucking into these prospects that for whatever reason were falling to us, yeah. be it Barbashev or this guy or, or, or whoever. Um, and that's great because, you know, you look at a pick that low, if you take him and he turns into a phenomenal goalie, it's great. If he doesn't work out, it's not, you know, what did you lose? Yeah. So, fourth rounder, okay. Yep. So the Blues uh, move on to later in the fourth round, number 110 overall, and pick. Uh, let's see. Sorry, Justin. No, excuse me, Austin Paganski, uh, right wing from St. Cloud, Minnesota. Uh, had 31 points last year in 55 games, so a little more depth at forward for the Blues. Uh, as we keep going, the one that intrigued me, I will just say, this is a fifth round at number 124 overall is uh, mess his name up Jaden Deschanel. A lot of people were raving about this pick almost more than some of the other picks which I was surprised. Uh he, the, he played in the, on the Katuni of the WHL. He played on Connor McDavid's line. So, 70 goals, 98 points. Yeah. Uh, 70 games played, 98 points, 44 goals, 54 assists, 54 penalty minutes. So a lot of people are saying that could be wind up being a really good pick for the Blues if they can find a good center for him down the line. So obviously he can find the back of the net and has some speed. Well, the first thing that pops to mind is you put him and Fabry together. Yeah, that could be wind up happening in the minors. You never know. Yeah. So uh, sixth round, move on, get Chandler Yekimowitz. Right wing, 6'2", 210. 
power forward, had 13 points in 10 games with the uh, he was on the USHL under-18 team for a while, but they didn't do much there. He was on the Junior Knights team and posted those stats. Uh, so some of these guys, like, you do find diamonds in the rough later on in the draft, but uh, not much is known on some of these guys, so I'm trying to find some quick information. Uh, next one, Samuel Blaise was picked to the sixth round, 176 overall, 14 points in 25 games for Victoriaville of the Q. And let's see, last pick of the draft. For the Blues, at number 202 overall is Dwyer Tashance. Which is the best Twitter handle. Best ever. Twitter handle of anybody we picked. He might be. He, he's not quite Chat Deuce as good. Yeah, so he's a right wing 6'6", 201. The dude's 18 years old, which is crazy. So you have something in common there, maybe with him. I know, 18, were you 6'6"? Six, six, uh, 18, I was 6'11". Ah, so, he's a little, so he, you got him on that. So... Uh, but his kids might be still growing, so you know, we never know how big That's his kids going to get. So I only had uh, 47 games played and 54 points when uh, Team Comcast. That's all it says on NHL.com. So I can't really go on what that says. But he does have the best Twitter name. His uh, Twitter name is at Washer underscore Dwyer, which I think is very clever. Pretty awesome. So I give him that. Uh, so overall, the Blues got very high marks from virtually everybody from the scorer yeah. from NHL.com. A lot of people saying the Blues were number one of the first one or two teams yeah, mentioned that they had a good draft. So uh, that's good. Ten picks overall. Restock everything from what we've lost, and they're going to free agency now. Let's see what happens. Uh, right before interesting, free ag- interesting day. Yep. So right before free agency starts, hours before it starts, the breaks that. Jason Spezza has been traded to not St. Louis. Yeah, to the Dallas Stars. So he goes into the Central Division. For basically uh, Alex Chase on and some spare parts. Yes. Which is crazy, which I was like, the Blues didn't match that, but who knows, like, and people say, like, well, what about Berglund and Chase on? I mean, honestly, they're pretty close. Chase on's a little faster, but I think Chase on's younger. That's about it. But I think the two, you know, the two guys that they were sent for prospects, were not even in their top ten. Yeah, it makes you wonder what the St. Louis offer really was. You know, because you know what's funny for me is that up until the night before, I hadn't even heard Dallas's name thrown around as a potential partner in this trade. Yeah, so it seemed like it was us and Anaheim. I, I think and then Anaheim I'll, came out of the mix when they got Kessler. Yeah, and Kessler, so then it was just so, us. Um, I I heard Dallas like was a quick mention by one of the national ones but it was one of those where it's like all oh, they're all on lines in nashville that he doesn't want to go there right but it, it was just so quick i already didn't pay attention to it so it was sure. very odd and then all of a sudden he's on his way so the blues a little more pressure and about eleven fifteen that morning i was sitting up just at home waiting yeah. trying to get my new flooring put in anyway that's no way i can get that well. angry <laughs> it didn't go well that day so all of a sudden, uh, Blues Twitter breaks. The Blues have signed center Paul Stastny of the Colorado Avalanche to come come home, as they yep. say. About 15 minutes into free agency. Yep. Four years, $28 million, seven per. Uh, so basically, yeah, like what you said on the Beyond Checker Dome, yay! Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's one of those things where I think we all, all educated Blues fans knew very early in the offseason that that was the play that the Blues wanted was they wanted to get Paul Stastny mm-hmm. for, for PR reasons, for hockey skill reasons. It just all made sense. Um, and then after the Spezza deal didn't happen, 
you, I just, I, I knew knowing the way this team operates that they were not going to let Paul Stasny get away. And the other side is you have to wonder if this, this five day window that they had to talk to Stasny, mm-hmm. if they maybe had this handshake deal and knowing they had Stasny, they didn't pursue Spezza as aggressively that as they would have had point. they not known that they're going to get Stasny. So that's a good point then. And they could have, like you said, backed off of the uh, Spez offer, maybe let him like, it's like, listen, he only wants to come to us. So we'll give you a fifth rounder and sure. You know, maybe not even Patrick Bergwin anymore. It could have been like, you know, Chris yeah. Porter. Probably right. no, you know, could have been something like that. And then who knows, basically. But Stastny returns home to St. Louis. They had a uh, much hullabaloo about it. Uh, they made a little video. What's the, I, I was asking ask you the name of that song that they played. It's, uh, it's a song by Skylar Gray. And it's okay. called Coming Home. Okay. Uh, it's It was made more popular by uh, Diddy, who used it as well. Mm. There's multiple versions of it, but mm. that that snippet of that chorus is actually from the Diddy version. Um, but, yeah, it, she's been in Eminem's videos and songs. Yeah, she's done the Survivor She's done a ton of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, side note, but I just I was going to ask you that. So, anyway, he comes home. Blue's basically, uh, you know, I, from what Armstrong says, that they basically had him targeted as their top priority and you know Spezza was there too um the negotiating window helped and they basically Stastny said that the Blues came at them the hardest basically they made them this is where he grew up uh you want to go to a competitor and you go to a chance with, with a team that has success and we felt that they provided that the Blues provided a lot for him what's on the ice yeah so I don't know if that's not I don't think it's people in Chicago and Colorado lost their ish with this, basically saying that was a shot at them, saying that they don't have a good product on the ice. And I'm like, I think it's just, here he's going to be the top guy. He's going to be the number one center. Yes. The guy who's going to be in the top power play unit. The guy who's going to be marketed well, out the ass. And, you know, it's in, uh, in Colorado last year, he was sometimes almost on the third line getting second line power play at the time. He's still putting up good true. numbers. True. That, and you have to understand that athletes, <sighs> athletes speak is always very grandiose. Wherever they're going is the greatest place in the world. He he could have signed it with the Florida Panthers, and the speech would not have been much different. Because you're never going to have an athlete say, this team offered me the most money. Mm. You know, um, do the Blues give him the best opportunity to win a Stanley Cup? I'd like to think so. Yeah. But you're leaving the team that won the Central Division to go to the team that took second. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I can understand why Colorado fans would think that's a shot at them, but I, you can't ever really get mad at what an athlete says because they're, they don't, it's not that deep. They don't really think that deep. They're not trying to burn the bridge of the team they left. It's wherever they're going is the greatest place in the world because that's where they're going to have to spend the next however many years of their life. Yeah, so the next four years, which I like the term as well. It was great. And to be honest, I was surprised that it was that low. Yeah, I thought, it was I like thought for six. sure that he was going to at least want six, seven mm-hmm. years. So I think that while we may have paid a little bit more on an average term than we would have wanted, the fact that it's lower in years it locks him up for those prime four years of his career. Yep, and exactly what uh, Armstrong wants. And he even says like he doesn't like to give longer than four-year terms uh, unless it is a like, special circumstance. And those special circumstances are Alex Petrangelo yep. and T.G. Oshie. Correct. Those are only two. I think Oshie actually Oshie might only have four. It might be four or five. I can't remember. I thought it was five. We'd have to check. But okay. you're right. And I again, 
I there's been many GMs in the Blues history, some aggressive, some not, some that I think were power crazy, some that I think are more even keel. The thing that I like about Doug Armstrong is he's aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to make that deal. You saw it, you know, there's there's ones that have worked out fantastic. Um you know, like, I think the Bowmeister trade was a good one. I mm. think that this signing of Stasny is good. You know, and then you see, you know, he does things like the Ryan Miller trade, which at the time, everybody associated with the NHL thought it was a, a phenomenal trade. trade. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. Yeah. But I, I like having a GM and an ownership group behind that GM that says, Go get him. We want to win. Do what you need to do. Be smart. Don't spin the entire team's vault on one guy, but do what you need to do to put a winning product on the ice. So, And uh, that's kudos, like you alluded to, kudos to Tom Stillman and the ownership group for uh, bucking up. Absolutely. So that's uh, that's good to see. That they proves that they want a Stanley Cup here. So Very much so. I think that's a uh, huge kudos to them. So, uh, Stastny, last season, uh, 60 points in 71 games, 25 goals out of 61 out of 60 points. I so, think that uh, you're going to see him play more of a playmaker role on this team. Yeah. I think he's going to still pot his first share, I would say between 20 to 30. But I think that what you will see out of this is you're going to see not only a repeat of what Alex Steen did last season, I think maybe even a, a little more consistency. Because Steen's year was so front-loaded with, like, what, 25 goals before the All-Star. Olympic break? Yeah, the Olympic break. Um, I, I think you'll see him, again, get 25 to 30, if not 40 in a perfect world, but it'll be more even. Yeah. You're not going to see those dips and valleys. And the other side is, I think you see David Backus have more uh, an offensive role in this uh, in this system, much like what Keith Kachuk did, as I think now David Backus skates to the front of the net and stays there. Yep, we have that net front presence, which yep. he normally provided, but maybe not as much being the center, so he had more defensive responsibilities. And, uh, and that's the other thing with Stastny, which I like more. Like, don't get me wrong, I like Jason Spezza, who I actually think is better offensively than Paul Stastny. But I think more well-rounded game goes to Paul Stastny, Absolutely. which fits the blue system. Yep. So, good. Uh, so, Blues, huge splash in the first 15 minutes. Uh, like I said, we'll go into NHL signings on uh, another podcast. Yeah, so we're just going to focus on the Blues signings here. So a couple of uh, other signings, but we'll get to the surprising one that surprised me after I downed this guy last on our last podcast. Yeah, uh, the Blues out of nowhere, literally minutes, either minutes before or minutes after. It was like two minutes in. Yeah, the Blues. Actually, then all of a sudden, it came out that the Blues have signed a prospect that they thought they never could get over here. Yori Yori Laterra comes over from from the KHL. Comes to the Blues, yep. a two year contract. Um, basically, you know, surprising everyone with the Blues outside of Doug Armstrong, pretty much. My first thought when I saw that signing was, "We're not getting Stastny." That's what I thought too. I saw that that came out that came out in between. It came out this Spezza thing came out. Yep. We didn't get Spezza. Then we got Laterra. Then I was like, "Okay, Crap. it's going to be Laterra." I was. Resound when I saw that at home when I had my Twitter open. Yeah. I was resound for it to be uh, Laterra and Richards. I was like, that's what's going to yeah. happen. My, my first thought was, we're not getting Stasny. That's going to be the center we picked up. Um, but then, you know, like 10 minutes later comes the Stasny thing. Here's what I like about the Laterra signing is number one, uh, it reunites him with Tarasenko, yep, who, awesome. who played together in the KHL. 
I think seeing what Tarasenko did last year on this team in his first full 82-game season with the Blues, he and Schwartz were hands down the two most improved players of the year. Yep. You now put him back on this ice with a guy that he's got chemistry with that he understands, they know how they, each other plays. Because they were there for two, two or three years, two I years. think. Um, but that that automatically, I think, not only helps Laterra transition to the NHL, but it's going to help Tarasenko. It's, you know, it's going to be a very symbiotic relationship between the two of them this year in regards to Tarasenko is going to be able to help Laterra acclimate and transition to the NHL, Laterra is going to help Tarasenko feel more comfortable with the line mate that he's known, hopefully put more pucks in the back of the net. Um, those two on a second line I think is great, no matter who you put with him. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen Schwartz being the other wing that, that ends up that line. I've seen Oshie, the other guy that's going to turn out that line. Uh, regardless, I think any combination of those four guys, that's a potent number two line. Yeah, so I really like the signing. I think that's going to be one of those underrated things that I think is going to come through later on. Because after this season, the Blues would have lost his rights. He'd even unrestricted. I thought it was going to be he was waiting for that. Yeah. Um, the story came out later. Basically, uh, Doug Armstrong met him at the Olympics and yep. said, "Hey, um, we really like you to come over." And they kind of basically hashed it out. Basically, uh, Laterra basically said, "I screwed up. I shouldn't have resigned." Uh, with you guys, I mean, I should have resigned over here for another two years. Let me see what. And Armstrong said, "Okay, let me know what you can do about your contract. You are signed for another year in the KHL." So uh, Latera used of his own money, one million dollars, wow, to get out of his contract with the with the Sobier Noborinsk team. I'm yeah. probably wrong, but but a million dollars of his own money, which uh, that just shows that he wants to play in the best league in the league. So I really, our best league in the world. So I really. Kudos to him for getting catching the mistake now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Like, uh, better late than never. I'll take it. Um, you know, who knows if Tarasenko was in his ear saying, "Hey, like, sure we, got, we got something brewing over here that I think it's going to be yeah special." Now. Like, I think if you wanted to come over to a team that's going to be successful, because when we drafted him in 2007, I mean, we were up and coming. I mean, we weren't like, but we weren't there. We weren't there yet. So maybe you wanted to come over. He played in Peoria for seven games in 2008, 2009 for the playoffs. Got a goal and assist, and he just didn't. He didn't want to go to AHL. That's his whole deal. He hated. Which, I mean, when you're used to playing in professional leagues, where you're probably getting, you're playing in the Premier League. Yeah, you're playing and you're getting, you know, first class or sure. you know, very good accommodations compared to traveling on a bus to games. Yeah, you know, staying at a Motel Six or whatever they do for right. You know. So, uh, yeah, unheralded signing of the uh, of the so far. Yeah, I thought Blues. it was great. So, uh, Laterra is now with the Blues. So Blues had a little bit more to do that day. Some odds and ends type thing. Another surprise return. That seemed to be the uh, uh, another welcome home for somebody. Uh, but this time it goes to Philip McRae. Resigns with the Blues. Yeah, I I don't know, man. It, it seems like it wasn't too many years ago that we were touting him as a top prospect mm-hmm. and a guy. Well, he was picked the he was picked a few picks in front of Jake Allen. Right. So that's why right. I mean he was second rounder. You know, and there was all this talk about how Philip oh, McRae... 33rd overall, same yeah. as Barbashev. So, I mean, then he's, you know, he's going to be the next big forward. And I believe he actually had... He was another one of those guys who had nine-game tryouts with the Blues. and then went Yeah, back a couple down. times. And the year we got injury ravaged, right. he was up and I think had a goal. Um, so, 
yeah, it's I don't know what to make of this pick. Like I, I hope he he pans out. I just you know you look at what the Blues have done now through free agency and trades and the draft. It's like where do these guys fit in? Yeah. So uh, this is going to be I think uh, Peoria depth or oh excuse sure me, excuse me Chicago depth. Yeah. Um, they lost because they did, they didn't qualify some guys. Yeah. Uh, most notably, another big uh, figuratively big. Uh, Draft pick Brett Pronich, who was yeah. picked in the second round, and uh, just never got it together. Never got it together. They went for the hey, this dude might be Zdeno Chara type thing, and he just never panned out to the yeah. point where he was even struggling. He was getting benched constantly in Peoria when it was Peoria, yeah. and then he got sent down to the ECHL, and apparently was not playing that well. Only had a goal and a couple assists from wow. what I saw. So Blues did uh, didn't qualify some people, but they uh, decided to bring back Philip McCray and defenseman Brett uh, Regner. Regner. R E G N E R on they're both one year contract for two ways, so uh, both have been spent time in the AHL yeah. with the Blues. Um, I fully suspect that these guys will just be depth guys. I agree. Unless we have massive injuries, I you agree. probably won't see these guys. Uh, I am surprised the Blues took a flyer on uh, Philip McRae after he basically Blues qualified him and wanted to bring him back two years ago, and he said, "I think I'm better suited to go play in some weird Swiss league." and get kicked off the team because of poor play. Funny how that happened. So I was very surprised that he actually came back. Because um, after he went over there, I just saw like a random Twitter one time saying that he was – somebody retweeted from that team saying uh, he's left the team. It was just very odd. So uh, a interesting signings. And that wrapped up Tuesday of uh, July 1st. Free agent frenzy for sure. A lot For of, show. Uh, the – I think for the NHL, I get the exact number, but I believe it was the most money ever spent on a uh, first day of free agency. For they NHL. were talking about that all day long as people were getting said how like, much money was being like spent. Five, it was like five hundred something million dollars, yeah. which is obscene. Yep, which is mostly was mostly spent by Washington Capitals on the Pittsburgh Penguins defense. Man, oh man, that's ridiculous. We'll get into that next podcast. Like I knew he'd get paid, but, but for dude, God's but dude, for real, Blues had a couple more uh, rounding out their uh, minor league team. Uh, signed a bunch of one one year two way contracts with Pat Cannon, John McCarthy, and Sebastian Wanstrom. So Wanstrom is probably the uh, one the Blues fans might recognize a little bit more. Um, is draft pick of the Blues back in and I can't find it. I was there for a second. Oh, there it is. And he's second round, forty fourth overall in two thousand ten. So once another high draft pick. So uh, a lot of these second rounders seem to like kind of. Not panning out for the Blues in the past few years, so hopefully, like Barbashev, and, fingers crossed, will uh, turn it around. Allen has turned out, but you know, yeah, for every one turns out, there's three that don't. Seems like so. Yep. A uh, couple more uh, contract signings, and we'll get into the big news of this week for the Blues. The first, uh, Jake Shield signs a one-year deal with the Blues. Uh, wants to get another depth signing for the Blues. Yep. So one year, two-way. I think uh, you probably won't see him. Once again, no. I, I think, think aside from the big signings, I think a lot of these guys are just restocking the cabinets. Yep. So I just figured to let the Blues fans know. So in case something does happen, you see him. You know, just kind of the names already in your mind. So uh, Thursday, July tenth, um, interesting times happened. It broke that the Blues have signed, re-signed actually, Steve Ott to a two-year contract for uh, so five point two million dollars for two years, so two point yep. six per. A uh, little high in the Blues. So I'm. Blue to which kid. we all immediately texted each other and said, huh? WTF. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I do like Steve I Ott. like Ott. 
but I it for that amount of money though we were kind of like well something well a trade we thought a trade was up we were like right. somebody's getting moved I the, the the things that went through my mind were the fact that Armstrong had said shortly after the Stasny and and all the free agents yeah. that they were done yeah we're good this Our is the team said, yeah. Like, aside from injuries or a crazy trade, we're Sign done. our RFAs and we're good to go. And so this Ott deal comes, and my first thought is, who's hurt or who do we just move? Yep. So it comes out. That comes through, and it's like, okay. And then uh, maybe 15 minutes after 50, that. Yeah, 15, 20, 20 minutes, minutes later. Uh, just a couple uh, thing comes from Pierre Lebrun, of all people, which I was very surprised came from a national source instead of a, a St. Louis uh, source. That Vladimir Saboka is apparently signed with a KHL team, uh, Avangarde Omsk. Yep. So, uh, Blues fans once again lost their ish. Oh man, dude! It's like you, like you thought, like you in a good uh, analogy. It's like the Blues lost Wayne Gretzky or Brett Hall again. It's it was it amazing. Was ama- I know he's a fan favorite, but nine goals, people, nine, nine goals, nine. three points last year. Uh, so the, so it came out that he did indeed sign over there, uh, and and it just keeps getting weirder and weirder. So the most up to date details that we will give you right now, yeah, uh, who knows it could change from the time I post this. It, it, change it changes like by the hour. It's yeah. the most bizarre story. So we're recording on a Sunday the thirteenth. Yeah. So um, the thing that came out was that the Blues tried to sign Saboka. Correct. Saboka has changed agents three times since the Olympics, pretty much. Yes, including uh, two different dudes with the same name. Which is crazy. I didn't know that. Which, uh, so, um, apparently, Armstrong said they thought they had a deal done pretty close, or almost there, around yeah. the Olympics. Um, and then right after that is when he uh, fired Peter Sabota, the first the one. The first one. The first one. Went to uh, Bartlett, I think his yes. name was, is uh, another one. So, they started negotiating with him during this offseason. I uh, thought they had basically had a whole bunch of contracts out there. Yep. Uh, one year, $2.7 million. That was the final offer. That was the final offer. First, uh, first offer was one year, $2.4 million. And then I heard that they went up to as high as five years. No, they, four years. And they didn't say the amount, though. They said they said one, they said three to one to five years and north of $3 million per. Is all, right. is all Armstrong said. Um, so basically, the last two that were on the table yeah. were one year, two point seven. Or two years at three million per, so it's two years, six million dollars, and he decided to walk away. But he said he should have the one year at three million dollars. Right. Blues said no. So a lot of Blues fans, which if you want to write us at blueshockeypodcast.com or on our Twitter page at blueshockeynhl, um, that they basically walked away with three hundred thousand dollars. Like the Blues, basically, the title I saw somebody's post was the Blues played a. Uh, po- uh, gambled on and three hundred out three hundred thousand dollars and lost. See, I don't get that. I, I, I understand what they're saying, but I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy for us as fans to sit back and go, "We'll just give them three million dollars." It's not that much yeah, when you have a budget in place. And you're when you have to a get, yeah, when you have a budget in place and everything else, and you have to look big picture. Every deal you make. Sets a bar for the next guy, and the next guy, and the next guy. Hence, now people are as soon as Stastny got signed, I saw people already saying like, "Well, what's Bacchus because they're going to want in two years?" Sure, you know, which who knows? valid question. Who knows? But that's you know, two years. And so you look at a player like Saboka, and I get that there are a lot of intangibles he brings to the game. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone loves his face-off statistics. 
Um, yeah, tops in NHL, let's let you know. 61. 61.8%. Yeah. Um, you know, nine goals and 33 points, I think. It's it's fine. It's serviceable for a third-line center. Barely. The, th- the thing that bothers me is I saw a lot of people go, you know, we just don't have anyone who's going to go out there and beat up the six foot five guy now. And I'm like, okay. But, but, and you and I have talked about this. It seems like Blues fans focus on the wrong things. Yeah, the grinders. They love the grinders. I, I, dude, I love it too. I love Sabotka's chippiness. And I love that he's not afraid to go into the corners. And he's not afraid to throw his weight around. And he has streaks where he looks fantastic. But, you're you're talking about spending that much money on a guy that you know you could take that money and get someone like a Steve Ott who you did mm-hmm. who's got more experience he's not as offensively gifted as a Sabotka but I think he adds that same grit he adds leadership he adds the same type of intangibles and face- oh and by the way decent faceoffs Decent at face-off and had nine goals and 33 points just like Zabotka. The thing that really strikes me odd about this deal is there was a Sports Illustrated article that I tweeted out last night. When the original uh, framework of this KHL deal came out, it looked like Saboka was getting upwards of four million dollars a year, yeah. which in the KHL that's that's taxes paid. That and means you're signing of six, or right? Whatever, yeah. You sign for four million dollars, you're actually getting four million dollars. Well, what came out over the course of this weekend is that that really wasn't the case. the The Blues offer was one year two point seven. The KHL deal was coming in at about $2.6 million a year, or $2.4 million, million year, yeah. which still the two point four there it's is more money yeah. because of the taxes, but it, it, we're not talking a, a million plus in difference. We're talking hundreds of thousands in difference. Yeah, so it's So there odd. has to be something more than just the money aspect, and we've discussed the fact that could it be the fact that they shipped out Roman Polak? It was his only other uh, Czech Republic yep. player on the team. You know, could it be that... And they were that, good friends and roomed on the road. Right. Could it be that he saw all the signings that the Blues had made and knew that his playing time was not going to be what it was? Which is crazy because, you know, like, Hitchcock loves that dude. Yeah. So... You know, um, you know, there's, you know, or, or is there something behind the scenes that we just don't know about? Or is it simply the fact that the dude wanted to go home and play? Yeah. You don't know. And the weird thing is they still have this arbitration case at they're the end of the month. They're still going to go to uh, on the 21st. Yep. So and they're going to go. I believe, regardless of what the arbitration says, he's gone for this year. Um, well, I guess it's up to if he wants to skip out on the KHL contract, which I don't know. There's really Can he? I don't know. That's not really been answered, honestly, okay. from everything I've read. I think no matter. I think pretty much he's gone for at least this year. Right, and then after this year, he could opt out and come back. Correct. But all this arbitration does is set what his salary would be for the year that he comes back. That is correct. So he should be good for next year. So they are even the off season. So well, not the off season, but like with the playoff start, it could be turned into like an Alexander Radulov deal. Where, hi, hi, love you too. So, sorry, it's my daughter. Anyway, so 
the Blues could wind up getting him maybe back for the postseason. It could be a possibility. Which, hey, you know, every year there's always that guy who you need to just inject something in for the playoff run. Be it, you know, someone got injured or you just need something. And sometimes it's best to get that from within. Yeah, so I hope, depending on injuries, well, like we just we were talking about on Beyond Checkerdome, in your personal opinion, if it came up, and let's say the Blues had what they have on paper right now, the Blues, there's no injuries or no significant injuries. And Saboka said, hey, I'm done, we didn't make the playoffs. I'm ready. I'll be, I can be over there a week before the playoffs start. Would you take me back? Um, I would, how does that affect the contract of his? Does so that mean that he would be a UFA next year? Yes. So that means he played So we basically get him for this playoffs and then done. Yes. I don't think I would do it. If we were perfectly healthy and we were rolling, it depends on where we're sitting. That's what I mean. If we're like we were last year, where we're struggling. rolling and things are good. And we struggle maybe a little bit. You know, if, if it's like a six-game struggle, I think you wait it out. If, if something happens and you know we need to right this ship, maybe. But I don't know if I sacrifice a full year of him for six weeks. Yeah. Um yeah, maybe longer. Depending it on what it, it really depends. If, if everybody's healthy and there's no big problems, like if we're sitting one or two in the central, I say, you know what? Take the summer off. It's like, yeah, we'll we'll talk. when Like training camps and it starts in September. We'll see you then. Right. But if we're in a situation where we're in a you know Completed. four-man dogfight. Or let's put it in the way, if, if Phil McCray is on the team and this comes. Correct. In, Correct. Then I think that's when that kicks in. You're like. Yeah, we'll take you back because we're we have Philip McCray as our third line center. Right yes, now, type thing. So, like I said, I think at the end of the day, you wait it out, let him. I agree. Come back next year, and then so the arbitration deal is the twenty first. They're uh, Armstrong said he's going to be there, so and make his case. If they're not there, well, you know, whatever. That's just on him for not showing up. Right. Who knows? This whole thing has just gotten very. Very odd. Yeah. And Armstrong's saying all the right things. Like, I don't have a grudge. It's just a business decision. It's and part of me is like, he has such a good poker face. Do you think he's like just being like... I don't know. This, this dude pisses me off. I, part I of mean... Me, part of me wants to think, like, this dude really pissed me off. Yeah. And, like, you know, if you like kind of go back to the history of Doug Armstrong with the Blues, that dude does not talk contracts until the dotted line has been signed. And yeah. And he'll be like, yeah, we signed him... Like, we signed Stats in four years, $20 million. You know? Like, that's the only time. But then he's sitting there... Like, as they're answering questions, like, yeah, we tried to sign Vladdy. Uh, we gave him this contract. We offered this. We offered this. We yeah. Did, like, you could say, like, oh, we offered him. Normally, he would he usually very, like, oh, we offered him, you know, what we thought was good value. But Correct. He, turn, he didn't think so. He looked yeah. out numbers, which that, to me, I, that makes I me really, think that he's, like. I agree. You know what? You're going to be a little be a little a-hole about things. Yeah. Be a little, be a little bitch about things. Yeah. I'm gonna lay it out there. They're gonna show that you. And then his the agent. I, I think his agent didn't make it any better by talking to Rutherford and said, "Yeah, we won three million dollars." Well, it's like, well, they laid out two point seven. Is it really right? Is that no? I agree. Really? I think that there is there's something behind the scenes that's that has not been made public, yeah. and I don't know who ruffled whose feathers. This is odd. But I yeah, man, the whole thing, like the way it's unraveling now, yeah. just seems like something. Went sideways somewhere. Yeah, it's just very odd because I, I, I know uh, Tyler from the Beyond Chuckered on Content podcast will not appreciate this, but it also overshadows what happens, like Steve Ott signing, which I think is still 
It's a decent signing. It's a decent signing. And it, it overshadows everything. Like, when they talked about the beginning of the uh, little press conference they had, they listened to, the first questions were all about Savoka. Then, like, the last like, two minutes, like, oh, yeah, we signed Steve Ott, you know, and he's going to be a good member of the team. I'm really happy to have him. All right, thanks for coming. And then, like, that was the end of the call. It was, like, weird. So it's usually when you sign a player, that's the first thing you lead off with, and then any other news. And then they basically talked about that, which I thought was very odd. So Steve Ott with team. Um, I So let's just real spitball real quick. Um, you, uh, lines. I'll just go first because I had my go head. Ahead. What do you think? Um, my first line will be Steen, Stastny, Bacchus. Yes. Your second line is going to be uh, Schwartz, Latera, Tarasenko. Okay. Third line. Um, I don't mind either way of this. Depending on, I think um, Berglund's better at the wing, but if we need him to push to center, that's fine. I think you put you know Ott, Berglund, uh, Oshi. You can switch with Ott, Ott at center. Either or. Okay. I said either. I said Berglund center, but I can say either or. Since Berglund says Ott's better at faceoff, Berglund is below 50%. Yeah. So I can easily see that. Uh, Oshi also can take him. He used to play center in college. Yeah. It's been a while, but still. Fourth line, you go with, uh, I've always been a Porter fan. So you got Porter, uh, LaPierre, and Reeves. And your subs are Lindstrom and Payarvi, which is pretty darn. I mean, Lindstrom, from what I heard, is pretty good. So who knows if that dude somehow makes his way into the lineup? Yeah, I be interesting. I agree with all that. Um, you can say right, another thing. You could push down. You can put Ott down to fourth, sit Porter, and move Lindstrom into your third if you want to have that sure. Kind of thing. You know the names that we haven't talked about are Dimitri Yaskin. Mm-hmm. Um, I it made it Armstrong made it sound like both Yaskin. And Raddy had spots to lose on this team. Obviously, that's before free agency. I think it's more, think it's more Yaskin than Raddy. Um, you know, we talked about this on the Beyond Checkerdome thing. I, I could see Schwartz and Oshi being interchangeable on that second and third line, mm-hmm. depending on who's hotter. Um, you know, I think that they are very much the same skill type of player, and they both get hot at different times and and all that, but. I think for the most part, you're right. So, very uh, interesting times. We have a lot of depth. So, we, we, I mean, it's hard to say, like, hey, Harvey, who was a 10th overall pick, you know, for Edmonton, and we have him as, like, our sub, which you think a lot of teams, he could probably get plugged in on the second line. You yeah. Know? So, it's crazy that that's our extra. That's uh, just to tell you that the job Armstrong done with building this team up to be a contender. I mean, we still have. A little bit of cap room left, with yeah. uh, but we're still pretty much be a cap team, which is very 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 awkward thing to be. We should haven't been a cap team in a long time. Yeah, so it's very our ever really since they started the cap era, salary cap era. We've never been a cap team. We've always been a cash team. Yeah. Basically, we pay you know X amount of dollars. And hopefully, the cap hits higher so we can meet the floor. Uh, so it's very interesting that we're going to be a cap team again. Which which Stillman even made the jokes like, yeah, oh yeah, we are. Look at that. You know, he was, uh, you know, but like I said, kudos to him for. You know, getting his investors to step up. We, it's not all him. Like he, he's going to be the face. But at the end of the day, it's like there's a, like you know twenty plus other people on that you know an ownership group. Namely, the guy who owns Enterprise is one of them, and a couple other people on there too who own a lot of uh, yeah merits. And merits, yeah, the merits. Yes, I mean people who have a lot of money. A uh, couple other news and notes we'll go through real quick before we go into our jersey watch segment. So after Vladimir Saboka left, uh, Schwartz, Jaden Schwartz came out and said, when I come back, I'll be looking a little different. Basically, the number nine is going away. Yep. And he's going to number 17, which is what the number of his uh, sister Correct. wore on the Yale uh, women's team, and she died of uh, leukemia 
uh, a couple years ago. So now all you guys with your number nine Schwartz jerseys can put the the nameplates back to Paul Correa. <laughs> Correct. So um, that's uh, just look through notes real quick. I think that's all I really got on yeah, that one. Yeah, that brings us up to watch. date, I think. Yep, so for the Blues news, like I said, we're going to do NHL free agency another one because we would like to talk about that. It's just we went uh, run out of some time. And we also need to bring back the Hall of Shame. That is going to start at the beginning of the year, so we're going to do that. We use a cut around playoff time to bring good karma back to the team. Perfect. So, uh, like I said, a lot of stuff happened when we were gone, so thanks for sticking with us for this a little bit. Uh, we're not doing too bad in time, but I'll just do a quick rant, really quick. All right. Um, it's not about my flooring. Fine. I promise. It should be. It should be. Ahead. We're not going to bore people with that. Uh, to the person, I'm not sure. I have, couldn't find the tweet. I think they deleted it. Okay. I was just on my Twitter timeline that I saw. It's somebody said, hey, Blues, like, are you going to give us uh, free nameplate changes, our, name, our free number changes for if we bought a Schwartz jersey? No. No. Um, he's doing it to honor his sister. He's not changing it because, like, oh, that's my number now because the guy left. No, he's doing it for, a, like, a good reason. Not like, um, oh, that guy was, you know, retired or whatever. No, he's doing it because he's honoring his sister who's he was very close with. And uh, it just I saw that and I was almost ripped into this dude. But by, Who like, was I, the last blue to do that? Because this happened not too crazy far long ago. Mm, right. Somebody changed numbers like mid seem. I'm thinking, the only thing I remember is like Molina changed his on the Cardinals. It went from 41 to 4. Well, That's the only thing I can think of. Blues, I can't think and of. And then uh, Holiday went from 15 to 7. 7. That's why I didn't buy it. I could swear this happened on the Blues before, but I, I can't Maybe for the life of me now think of who it was. Brett Hedekin down to number 4? Brett Hedekin down to 44. <laughs> um... Um, three, what did I say? Three? Yeah. I was you know, technically right after the Blues. I can't I can't remember, but you're right. I mean, like, if this is a situation, and I know what people are pointing to, is the New England Patriots have, have made a, New rule. Uh, a, a rule of this, that if you buy a jersey of a guy and he's not there the next year, you can trade it in for someone. Yeah. And they also did a big jersey buyback when A.A. Ron Hernandez went to jail. Um, but... Uh, look, man. Like you roll the dice when you buy a jersey. That's why I get blank usually. I I, I have a handful of jerseys with names and numbers on them, yeah. and most of them are like Hall of Fame players. Yeah. Like I have Gretzky as a blue. I have Gretzky for every team he played for, but I have Sidney Crosby, Zetterberg, Sackick as a Nordique, Kane, Kane, um. Uh, Bobby Hall, and I, as far as other teams, I mean that's really it. Now Blues players, I'm a little more liberal with. I have a Tarasenko, I have an Oshie, I have a Bacchus, I have a Korea. But I, at the end of the day, like out of those guys, like all those are guys that you know for a fact are going to be around for a long time. Yeah, this is captain is going to be around a long time. Oshie fan favorite, a good player on top sure. of that, going to be around for a long time. Um, if you're on get one, get it Petrangelo. He signed a seven year deal he, with no, with trade, no trade. He ain't going anywhere. He ain't going anywhere. No, and I, and I get whatever it seems. Well, he's not going anywhere, but he could change his number, dude. That's welcome to the world of merchandising. Like, and I'm, that's not what Schwartz is doing. Yeah, he's doing it for to honor his sister. Right. So, that's, so what about all the people who bought Yaskin jerseys? Yeah, had twenty six. Like, yeah, go blame Paul Stasny. Yeah, that's the same. It, it just it happens. So. 
That was my little thing. I saw that, and I'm like, you little a-hole. All right, well, my rant's going to key off of your rant. Speaking of jerseys, so shortly after the season ended, the rumors started that the St. Louis Blues were going to get new uniforms. And um, that was compounded by the fact that once the draft rolled around, the only jerseys they handed out were the third, third jerseys. jerseys. Yep. So there is a there's a uh, a Twitter handle called at Aesthetics, which basically breaks down all things hockey jersey related, and they teased over the Fourth of July weekend that they were given a look at the new St. Louis Blues home jersey, and they were going to blog about it on uh, that Monday. Monday, yeah, Monday, and show a mock up of it. So Monday rolls around. And they unveil this mock-up of the jersey. The jersey is essentially the jersey that the Blues had from 1998 to 2007. So they rebocked their only The only difference is on the inside of the collar it says established 1967. Uh, It's got the, the same shoulder colors and the same stripes on the bottom and the stripes on sleeves that the era... Immediately previous to this uniform, similar. We currently have similar. Yeah, yeah like very similar. Yeah, yeah. It's just me, and I know that I am admittedly have a hockey jersey problem. But you look through the course of the Blues uniforms, and every time they have changed uniforms, it's been a fairly drastic change. With the exception of there was the era. Um, I want to say pre-84, where it actually said blues above the note, and then they just took that off. Um, Everything has been a fairly dynamic, noticeable change. You couldn't hold two jerseys up and go, I don't know which era that was. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this really is more of just a throwback than anything else. And I'm sure it's compounded by the fact that the third jersey, when they released that, was so different and so cool and so unlike anything the Blues had ever done. It was navy blue. It was the first time they had really broken from the the basic blue note as the logo. Yeah, with the arch in there. Everything stuff, about so. it, and it was so highly praised by everyone involved that I think the expectations were, what are they going to do now? Mm. And I saw this, and while the jersey is not awful it really kind of like underwhelming it should have been accompanied by the price is right losing horn yeah because it just was like okay i've seen that before. i was expecting more like i i was really, i was expecting much more i was expecting like a uh, a color change to like go back to the lighter colors of like the 70s and 80s uh, something like early 80s you know you know i just i looked at it and my first thought was yeah we've had that jersey so i was i was very uh I was disappointed. It's not an ugly jersey by any means, but there's nothing that blows me away about it. Yeah. Right, and me who has to have everything, there's nothing that makes me want to run out and buy that jersey. I can just go grab the ones in my closet that are blank that. right now. I wear those and be fine with it. That that look just like these and be fine. My only hope is that the Blues floated this out there to get reaction, and then there's going to be a tweaking. And then there's going to be tweaking. Because I'm not alone, it seems, in people who are very much underwhelmed by this. I didn't see the uh, 
Let me see. I'll look that up while we were talking. But there was a uh, yes. Yeah, so I had a poll like, "What do you think?" And then when I when I clicked on it, it was more in the negative range than uh, positive. Yeah, and again, it's I'm not crapping on the jersey and saying it's ugly. It's you know, and hell, man, I even liked the jerseys with the diagonal red in it. But my my problem with it was that it was just I've I've seen that I've seen my team wear that. That's not new. Yeah, I was, um, it was. It was the home jersey only, so let's we'll point that out too. It was on the Isothex uh, thing, so and there it is again. So, like I said, it's just very, uh, you know, it's under- okay. Yeah, it's not like awful. No, it's not time, awful. At the same time, it's like it's not. It's not we new. Like. Yeah, like when I think new, I think of something like a a fresh design, and this really just seems like a retread of a ten year old jersey. Wow, that doesn't look like the mock-up I saw before. It is the mock-up, but at the same time, it doesn't look. View results. So let's see. They have, okay, do the Blues get the new home jersey right? Absolutely in love. No, it's kind of a downgrade, and I need to answer. I will need to see the real thing before answering. So I'm in love is about 37%. Uh, No, it's a downgrade, about 20%. And then I need to see the real thing about forty three percent. Yeah, I, and I, I really hope that the Blues use this aesthetics preview as a chance to get fan reaction. Uh, and I'm hoping that there's maybe a tweaking involved. Yeah, because I'm looking at the there's a picture of Jay McClement on this page along with it, and I'm telling you, man, it looks just like the jerseys they had from '98 to to 07. Oh, dude, it is like it's the you, Pronger era jersey. Yeah, it's just like it. So I mean. I, I think that this is from floated out there is to like kind of build more, build it up a little bit more. Yeah. Like say all like blues fans, like let's see, you know, then when it happens and it's so much better and there you go. We can hope. I mean, look, if, if this turns out to be the, the one that we have, it's not the end of the world. It looks like your Al McKinnis Jersey. Like I'm looking at the Al McKinnis picture yeah, and that's, it, like that. that's what it looks like. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks just like it. So I'm thinking that, mm, Dark dark shoulders, yeah. royal blue body, yellow and white stripes at the you know that separate that, and then uh, again at the bottom with the with the navy blue bottom. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, I'm sure Paul Stanton has not had his press conference welcoming him here yet because he was getting married. That's going to be the unveiling. So the I'm jersey. thinking that will more than likely be the unveiling. I'd be surprised if that wasn't. That's yeah. their big splash. I'm sure maybe they'll do him and Latera. I'm sure they'll just do Stastny. Yeah. But you never know if they do Latera there too. So it'll be both of them, you know, the big signings. Right. Or Gunnarsson there, they're trading sure. too. Who knows? Um, so, yeah. It's, uh, like I said, I'm, I am underwhelmed. Very much so. So we'll wait and see. Like I said, you never know. Seeing the real thing, it could be. It could be like wow. It could be great. And again, like I don't, I don't want to give people the wrong impression. I'm not crapping on this jersey. It's not ugly. Mm. It's not the the horns that was almost our jersey back in '96. Oh, that was awful. That would have been terrible, and I would have had to buy it. But I would have kept awful. it in there as a joke. Yeah, but you know, I just, I think many people were expecting something more, just because of how awesome the third jersey was when it came out yep so uh wait and see approach there because i know stillman's um uh, basically said he rumor is that he really likes the retro jerseys you know the irony is and i was thinking about this because you and i have talked about the fact that part of the reason stillman did this is he wanted to put his stamp on the team and get rid of the check stamp yep the jerseys he got rid of weren't the, weren't the check jerseys yeah those were the nhl mandated 
yeah. Reebok jerseys when everybody got jerseys. Like the th- I think the third jerseys are the third my, jersey is the jackets. It's more of a. I think it's the seller. That's my thing. It's like that's a big uh, yeah thing for the Blues to sell, and that's kind of like where a lot of a lot of fans, if you ask around, like they do like our jerseys already, or like you know they, they say it's classic, or yeah. whatever it is. They say like the third jerseys is like one of the best third jerseys out there. Everybody likes our logo. That's that's the, why. just the note. Yeah. But everyone loves the third jersey. That's the thing. So I think that's one of the things where it's like, man, that's pulling in some money. So let's just redo the other two jerseys since a lot of people are getting rid of the Reebok Edge jerseys. I even saw mock-ups of jerseys home and away that used the arch crest from the third jersey yeah, that I didn't hate. Yeah. I thought they were cool looking. Yeah. I don't think you're ever going to see the day where the blues completely go away from just the note because it's so, it's such an iconic and well-received that's logo. That's the one thing I really don't want them to do. I want there to be the note on there no matter what. Like I hope yeah. that's not like a lightning of the note like it used to be. Like I can't, can't talk about the thing over there. but Like the Federico era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those jerseys. Like yeah. If they do kind of a change up of that, maybe a little less yellow maybe. Maybe put some navy in there or something like that. Whatever. But So anyway. Uh, so that's... that's also, our Jersey Watch will say that Correct. on top of your rants. So, uh, I said a lot of information. This podcast. It's been a busy month, man. A busy month overall. So, uh, let's go into something that was proposed to us from the Beyond Checkerdome. Yes, uh, let's let's do this. So, they have a question they do every time that people write in, and they just have you know hypotheticals, hypotheticals questions. Uh, so, there was this question that was written in by Chris Ainer, Ainer, H A N N E R. And uh, basically said, if you had to pick five Blues players from any era, right? He said any yep. era, and that past be, or pr- to be, past or, or to go pr- out uh, for a night on the town drinking or whatever, who would they be? And uh, up to you. You want me to go first? I can go first. Go ahead. So I unfortunately had like a lot of the good same ideas as uh, both Tim and uh, Tyler. Okay. So. Uh, I was a Bob player because that's just known as a dude who like loves to tell stories. I worked at the Blues there in the year the, sure. uh, after the first lock, sadly the first lockout, so two thousand seven, two thousand eight, yep, or that was two thousand six, whatever it was. And uh, he was a very nice man. Would come in and tell us a lot of stories, and it awesome. was awesome. Uh, so that man is definitely on my list, and I'm sure and that guy has his own bar, Bobby's place. So automatically, yep, in there. Uh, next one is which is pretty much a given. Is uh, Brett Hall? And Just he has a lot of stories. Which they, if you listen to Beyond Checkerdome, the story that was it's a fin- it's fin- fantastic yeah. story. So please just check that out. It's an awesome story. Um, another person which I originally had him, I was thinking about had on my list uh, for enforcer. I had I'm stuck between two, but okay. I'm gonna go pick one because uh, because they're both fill a quota. They're both your tough guy. They'll protect everybody. But they're also the loose cannon that will just, you don't know, it's their, like the wild card. You don't know what's going to happen. And I would lean more towards the Tony Twist of the 90s era. Yep. Is that dude back in the day? Yep. Nuts. Yes. Many different things. Oh, yes. So on my one, two, three. So about the three. My fourth one, we'll go current era. Um, TJ Oshi. I know from, I had a family member who worked down in the bars down near the stadium and told many of stories I'm coming afterwards and ordering a lot of different kinds of drinks. All for him. Mm, possibly. Who knows? <laughs> he, let's just put it this way. The, like, he knew how to party. Right. So he was like, knew what he wanted. He had the drinks. Like to let loose after a game, especially during his rookie year. Sure. That was the year that she was telling me about. So 
My last one is really different. Okay. So it's from when I worked down at the Blues. All right. So uh, Sergey uh, Varlamov. Okay. Yeah, so remember, I don't. I, I remember the at, name. You remember the name. So he's only with the Blues the year we were awful. So that's since I was down there. Sure. Um, was okay. I'm like, you know, he's just filling his role for now. I'm see if I can look up his uh, stuff here. But basically, the reason I picked him, um, there was a definite rumor going around that uh, he did not make it to practice during one day. That he uh, had to sleep in. By sleeping in, means he was enjoying uh, the other side of the river till an hour before practice time. Wow. The night after a game. Wow. So that dude likes to party. Classy. So that's that's is like kind of almost my wild card too to a degree. Yeah. So I have a couple of them in the group. So like they were saying, have a protector in the group. That's like my uh, Tony Twist. Maybe sure. If you real twist in, maybe that's what Hall's there for. He needs to protect Hall, maybe reel him in a little bit. So that's my five guys. So I just there's a couple more different stories with a uh, Sergey Varlamov that I heard that he pretty simply. He's a fan of after the game going over across the river to enjoy entertainment. He likes the ladies. Yes. So nice. he was <laughs> and he was on like the cheapest contract in the NHL at the time, so which, awesome. I, which I thought was fantastic. That you're like making the least of anybody in the league. Anybody. And you're giving it all the girls a dollar at a time. Correct. <laughs> so I was uh thought that was very interesting. So wow. that's a good five. That's a, that's that's my five, so so my five, we're going to start off with, if you're going out for a night on the town, and it doesn't matter if you're going to be in New York, St. Louis, L.A., maybe Edmonton, Las Vegas, you want someone with you who's got the keys to every door. You're not going to wait in line. You're going to get VIP service everywhere you go. The first person in my group is Wayne Gretzky. We're getting in everywhere. That's correct. We're you not will. waiting. We're not sitting coach. We are VIPs everywhere we go. Number two and three is a package deal. It is Brett Hall and Kelly Chase. Uh, it's, because okay. Brett Hall will drink anybody in the room under the table. Kelly Chase will do the same. And Kelly Chase will take out the trash when it needs to be taken out. Mm-hmm. Number four is the guy who I'm going to hang out with the most. Because... He's the baddest mofo, in my opinion. I'm joking. He's just, for whatever reason, my personal favorite, and that's Craig Janney. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know why. I don't know why. Damn it, I love me some Craig Janney. Mm-hmm. So Janney's got to be in my five guys. Um, and then rounding out my top five is going to bring the young hot girl factor along with us, and that's TJ Oshie. Yeah. Because... Not only do the Blues fans and Blues chicks love him, now that he's an international hockey superstar for the Olympics, everyone knows him. So I'm going for star power to get us into wherever we want to go. And then, you know, just some cool dudes. Because you know Wayne's got stories. And Wayne may not be the guy who's going to get lit like Brett and Kelly. Brett and Kelly, honestly, my wild card is Brett Hall. It could be. I don't doubt that at I all. I mean, Brett's the one who's going to go, I don't, we're going to go do this, I don't care. Um, and then, you know, Kelly's there to make sure that if someone tries to stop him, they don't stop him. So, you know, Wayne, Brett's my wild card. Wayne is my star power. Um, Kelly's my muscle. Mm-hmm. Janny's there just because I want Janny there. 
and TJ Oshie is there because he's the young stud. You bring the chicks in. Yep. That's a good. That's a good list. I forgot to add that to my list for Oshie for. Definitely get the chicks then. So that'd be awesome. So that's our five guys each. So thank you to uh, Tim and Tyler for uh, having us on, and thanks to Chris for uh, other Chris for yeah. uh, for that uh, question. That's it's a very, great it's one. A, it's a great question. Uh, I mean, Chris had to think about that for about ten minutes upstairs yeah. after, in between podcasts. I really, I'll be honest. Uh, Oshi was the last guy to make my team because for the longest time, just because I wanted, and he would have been my wild card. Just because there would have been so many internal fights, was I almost put Brendan Shanahan in my group with Craig Janney. I ain't who I almost picked. I almost had my. Li- I almost took Sergey Varlamov out. Almost. Yeah. If I didn't have a personal story, would not he would have been a team? Uh, it would have been Jim Campbell. Soupy's a good dude. Soupy, Soupy would be good. He- I I've got a couple of pictures of me and Soupy where I don't think either of us know what's going on. <laughs> so, uh, yes, he owns. Was he own now? Oh, he owns a. Um, God, a bar in the, in Clayton, yeah. JP Fields or something. Yeah, like that. that sounds right. Yeah, I go. Uh, to, I should know that because I go to that. It's area. a great place, man. Yeah, like, and if you that. like hockey, there's tons of cool stuff on the walls. There's yeah. always games on TV. Go and check it out. It's it's a great place. Yeah, actually, I think uh, it's like right down the street from my work, so I've yeah. gone there a couple times. So good stuff. I just can't remember if it was there or somewhere else. So I would yeah. check with you first. So anyway, um, Chris and I will be back hopefully sometime this week, if not weekend, next weekend. Because yep. then we will pre- be preparing to go to the whale's vagina. San Diego. For some good old times. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, basically, after that, you're going to basically not hear from us more than likely. Maybe a podcast here or there. We have some stuff. We're, we're going to get an interview yep. here or there we're going to talk about. I mean, Chris are going to go over some stuff uh, scheduling-wise for August because uh, – I think we're pretty clear. And of course, every time we say there's nothing going on, something, something comes up. Happens, so. Something comes up. So if something comes up, we will gladly record a podcast and get it out there and yep. let our, our opinion known. But uh, if, you know, not, we'll probably just, you know, take the rest of the summer off, like some of the rest of the hockey writers. Sure. Apparently. So you know, like everybody's tweeting like, oh, I'm on vacation now. As soon as like July 2nd hit, they were like, I'm Peace out. Peace out. See ya. Because uh, everybody was like, oh, vacation tweet. And they were talking about Saboka. And I'm like, it's like July 10th. Like, you're like, Jesus. Yeah, man. Think about it though. We're what two months from training camp? Uh, Eighty-seven days till the start of the season. Crazy. I saw like those Crosby today. That's why. And that's it. opening night. That's that doesn't opening count night. preseason. That doesn't count training camp. Yep. So less hockey's pre- coming. You take about thirty days off of that, probably. Yeah. So you're looking at about fifty, sixty days. It's gonna be good times. Yeah. Uh, I think things are looking on the bright side for Toulouse, even though people don't see it with the whole Saboka deal. We it's gonna be okay. About, it's gonna it's be okay. It's going to be okay. Loser, I think. I know I said this last year, but <laughs> I'm always I keep myself at least somewhat of an optimist. Not me, sure, not me. Actually, that's the exact opposite of me. I'm usually the pessimist of the group. But uh, when it comes to the hockey, I always try to will will something to happen, and I willed that the Blues would uh, hopefully sign Stastny, and it happened. Yeah. So uh, I think the Blues are set for a very fun season. Let's put it that way. It's going to be a tough season. I think uh, Blues uh, don't have a really crazy type schedule this year. No, nothing like last year. Nothing like nine, ten game road trips. Yeah, I think the longest is six, and the yeah. lo- I think both. I think the longest is a no, the longest is a five game road trip, and the lo- and the longest homestand is six games. Yeah, and I think there's like two. I think at the end of the year with six at home, which, which is, is good. great. So I think their longest, I think their longest road trip is at the end, and then their longest, they're tied of one of the longest ro- uh, home stands 
is at the end of the year. So I think yeah. you're end of the year at home. Hopefully that's when you can lock up home ice, or at least like in the first round at least, or we'll see how things are. It's, it's going, going to, be, to a, be, going be a tough year um, yeah. with a lot of teams in the Central stacking up. A lot of teams in the West in general stacked up, especially The Anaheim. West is head and shoulders above the East. Anaheim. Uh, I, I honestly think Vancouver can possibly sneak into the last the wild card spot. Mm. I, if everything falls right. Yeah. And some of those things where everything falls right, they're my dark horse to sneak into the playoffs. You, uh, you know, we'll talk about this in the next podcast a lot, but you look at this central division and you look at the fact that not only did St. Louis get better, and even despite losing Stasny, Colorado got better and yeah. they won the central. Yep. Chicago at least maintains. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota gets better. Dallas gets better. The central division is Tough. going to be bloody. Yep. And I don't think that you could sit back right now and point to any one of those five teams and go, that's the team that wins the Central. Yep. I would I would say that's going to be a definite uh, three, if not four, out of the six in the Central is going to be I mean, you look, at the, you look at the top five in that division, and yeah. it's just crazy. Chicago, us. No, uh, Chicago, us, Colorado, Minnesota, Minnesota Dallas. And Dallas, I'm that five, so it's definitely five. Um, yeah, so it's you can see easily those five teams being in the playoffs easily. Yeah. Um, every team has their issues, I think. Every team has. For sure. So we'll go over that when we do our season preview, which we've already kind of talked about. Uh, I, we could spend four hours breaking down the Central. Yeah. Uh, easy. Well, we'll probably wind up doing like uh, we did last year. We'll do. Uh, podcast for every division, yep. which I think uh, worked out really nice last year. Pack a lunch for the Central, man, because it's yeah. just there's so much to talk about. Yep, so we'll probably do that. Um, like I said, just stay tuned this summer. I'll try to update our Twitter at, at BluesHockeyNHL. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at my personal Twitter, at JPMBluesFan21. And Chris's. If you want to check mine out, it's at Hossapalooza, H-O-S-S underscore A underscore P-A-L-O-O-Z-A. And uh, also we are on Facebook and just look, search uh, Blues Hockey Podcast. You'll find us. Yep. Uh, also on our website, uh, blueshockeypodcast.com. We're also on iTunes. Go ahead and subscribe and also rate us. Give us some comments on there. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from everybody. Please. Um, always makes for a lively debate when we have some input. Yeah, man. The the more that you guys contribute, the more we have to uh, discuss aside from just facts and numbers. So. Yeah. So everything is, uh, I think, this is where I consider like the end of everything, and then we kind of start with the season. I think yep. everything went well this year with just having uh, me and you. And I agree. Having, having my rotating one, had a rotating uh, host for a while just because of the commitment issues, and sure. you're able to commit. Most of the time, luckily, yeah, work, luckily work has worked out for you now. Thank God, man. You're in town more than you're not in town this year during the summertime. So, or late, you know, yep. early spring and whatever. So, um, yeah, I think it's gone really well. I appreciate everybody listening to us and following us on Twitter. We, I think we're up to 120-ish people. Nice. Which I think is, you know, accomplishment for sometimes, like, I'm not the best, unfortunately, of putting stuff out there right away or, you know, putting, you know, as long as our podcast is out there, I put that out there, and sometimes I'm not as active as I'd like to be, so I apologize. And I will start to uh, get a little bit more on that as the season when the season starts. I'll try to make sure I like to do some live tweeting during games. We're gonna go over some ideas oh, sure. during the off season and do a minor revamp of stuff, you know, freshen, freshen things up. 
if there's any input you'd like to put in, just all the stuff we talked about, please get a hold of us. And one of my things on my list to do is get the email working again or get a new email set up because every Uh-oh. time I think about it, it just Crashes. something comes up. Something comes up, and I think about something else, and that happens. Like my flooring, which I've alluded to many times already. Because <laughs> for reals, dude, you need this vacation more than anyone I've ever met. Yes, so vacation is coming soon, just like winter. So, you can make the noise if you want. Which one? The you know, Price is Right. Or I was gonna say the Yodeler guy was my thing. Oh, for Dork for a Game of Thrones reference. For my really bad Game of Thrones. No, you're not being a dork. Trust me, Jason. To say that the month of July has been trying for for young Jason would be to say that the Pacific Ocean is damp. Yeah, it's it's been a. We'll get you drunk. Hard. Uh, we'll get you drunk, buddy. Well, no, if I get drunk, man, my foot's going to swell even more than it is right now. We'll get yeah. you a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. just we can go to Mexico and chop it off. But wheel you around, drunk. I'm going to get you a wheelchair and a beer, uh, one of those beer helmets. <laughs> that would be interesting to watch. <laughs> I don't know what I would do so it'll be interesting so anyway thanks to everybody for listening to us once again and we will catch you guys next time see ya <laughs>